Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number 87 of the Billy Rickman Show podcast. And uh, today I'm actually interviewing one of my coaching clients. Her name is Jessica Louise Bollington. And she has a story that I think will resonate with not just salon owners, but business owners uh, across the board. And I had a chat with her the other day and it went for 50 minutes. So what I've done is actually broken it down into two episodes. So today you'll hear the first half and then tomorrow you'll hear the second half. It is an incredible story, a fantastic journey and something that I think will resonate with a lot of people and hopefully inspire you to want to do better, be more and know that anything is possible if you start to believe in yourself. So tune in. This is episode number 87, part one of the interview with Jessica Louise Bollington. Being in business over the past few years has become increasingly demanding. As a business owner, it's getting harder to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. The constant changes and updates in business can make you feel overwhelmed. So the question is, how do you stay ahead of the game, stay motivated, and create a business that doesn't just keep the doors open, but achieves serious profit? This podcast will answer that question. I'm Billy Rickman, and this is Success Sessions. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 87 of the Billy Rickman Show podcast. Today, I have a very one of my coaching clients uh, and has been a coaching client of mine now for over a year, I think it is, uh, or close to. And uh, now I think about it, we should probably um, have a little champagne once we do get to that year if we haven't passed already. But even if we have passed already, uh, I'm sure she wouldn't mind having a champagne with me anyway. Her name is Jessica Louise Bollington. She lives on Maroochydore. She owns uh, Skin by Jessica Louise. And um, today's episode, we've got a really, really inspirational story of a person's journey over 12 months and just how much your life can change in 12 months um, when you take massive action and do all the right things. So welcome to the podcast, Jess. How are you doing today? I'm great, Billy. Thank you for having me on. This is so exciting. And yes, we have passed our 12 months. I joined you in December. <laughs> but I'm uh, you? champagne any day of the week. I'm sure you are, which actually is probably a good segue into the first uh, kind of, um, actually, we'll, we'll get to that point in a second. I was going to say the first time we met in, in Maroochydore and, um, and we had some wine over lunch. We <laughs> so did. We'll get to, Best wine ever. We'll, <laughs> Best lunch ever. It was great. So we'll build up to that point. But first of all, for, um, for everybody who doesn't uh, know you, who doesn't follow me, and, and I posted about you, and, and I actually previously posted about you even as recently as last week. Um, saying that you had such an exciting journey and you've really started to just really take some massive strides now. And I was going to get you on to this podcast. So people who follow me would have seen um, me posting about you last week. But those who haven't, who have just tuned into the podcast or who have just started to kind of follow what I do and whatnot, tell us a little bit about, don't go into the journey if you can, because I really want to touch on that. And that's really what I wanted to speak about today is, is your journey because it's so inspirational. Um, but just tell us a little bit about your business and what you do and um, yeah, where you are and things like that. Okay. So my business is a, it's a beauty salon slash clinic. So I like to think that we're bridging the gap between a uh, injectable clinic slash medical type style skin clinic and beauty salon. So we do beauty treatments um, or cosmetic, cos oh, God, I'm tongue tied. We do advanced First for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the champagne? 
<laughs> we do high-end treatments and non-invasive treatments with a luxury feel. So I like to add pamper to my treatments where we can to make clients feel ultra um, pampered, ultra looked after, but we've got high-performance treatments and high-performance results. So I think that pretty much sums up what we do. I don't do any manicures or pedicures or anything like that. I really like to focus on skin. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so because we've got such a mixed audience who listens to the podcast, I want to um, stress early on in this episode that um, just because you may not be a beauty salon or you may not be into skin, um, this is definitely an episode you want to listen to anyway because, like I said, it's, it's such a big journey and some of the highs and lows you've gone through, and I think it appeals, it will appeal to and, and resonate with any business owner, whether or not you own a gym or you own a coffee shop or whether or not you own a beauty salon or a hair salon. Um, so how long have you been in the beauty industry for i've been in the beauty industry since i was 18 or 19 and i'm now 33 so 33 yeah. you don't look a day old you don't look a day older than 32 oh all the non <laughs> so nice Billy. <laughs> <laughs> i just realized what you okay. said <laughs> so okay so you do beauty since you're 18 or 19 yep. you then open skin by jessica louise when okay so four and a half years ago one and a half years ago, yeah. located on the beautiful Sunshine Coast in Queensland. And we do have some international people. So uh, Queensland is in Australia. Sunshine Coast is such a beautiful spot. Yes. Um, and for, for people trying to get an understanding and feel, because we're going to go um, into your business a little bit in a second. But so for those of you guys trying to get a, a feel for Jesse's business, you're, you're not located in a shopping centre or, or anything like that? No, I'm located on Ocean Street, which... Um pretty much boomed about four, four and a half years ago with beautiful restaurants and funky cafes opening up. It was uh, one right. of those streets that wasn't that great. Um, you know, and the salon owner that owned the salon before I purchased it off her had waited eight years for the developers that they'd promised that this street was going to go off. So she um, decided to sell the business and I got in just as that street started to really build up and get some hype around it, which was really cool. So good. Timing is everything, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. So then 14 months ago, um, I actually started to talk with a, um, a, a another salon owner um, who you know, uh, Danielle Suskind. Yep. And uh, she said, oh, hey, by the way, uh, um, and this was, I think, just at the time when I was doing my buying group. So we do a buying group as well where people can, you know, buy in and, and buy the services and products They're cheaper because we have this buying group. Um, and she said, at the time, hey, you should have a chat to my friend Jess, which was you. And then, uh, so we obviously, <laughs> so we got, so we got talking. I think initially about the buying group, right? Yep, absolutely. And then I started doing coaching, and you were like, "Hey, Billy, uh, what's this coaching thing you're starting to talk about? Can we have a chat about that?" Yeah, that's. And then I was like, "I can't afford it." I can't afford it, which is, <laughs> which is uh, normally the thing, right? I can't afford yeah. it. Yeah, let's have a look at your books and. Um, Okay. Do you mind if I, we talk a little bit about no, the sales and things like that at the time? No okay, cool. So um, we were only coaching maybe for like one or two months. And then you said to me, hey, um, do you do any in-person stuff, right? And so you then we, we then booked a time for me to come and see you uh, on the, in Rochidor. And I <laughs> did that drive with all the traffic and, and road work. So we had four hours to get up there. But I was greeted by a lovely Jessica Louise. It was the first time we ever spoke. First time, not spoke, but first time we ever met in person. And you showed me around the salon and we did a day's worth of, of work. And I think at the time we went through, one of the first things we did was had a look at your books. I think you were turning over, what, about 27000 a month, something like that? And between twenty seven and 30 grand, yeah. 30 grand. 27, 30 grand. Month, you know? Right. And yeah. And, and the thing that stood out was that there was just no growth, right? It was so consistent. We looked at your books and I sat down, we looked at your profit and loss. And I was like, 
you, it's almost like you can set your watch to your sales every month for the past 12 months. 100%. It's like 27,000, 27,300. 27,400, yeah. 27,100. It was like, Oh, look, it's Christmas, 30 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. There's a spike. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, um, and I was like, the good news, yes, is that you're not shrinking, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. yeah, you, you weren't shrinking. The bad news is that you, you're sort of in this hamster wheel where you're just running on the spot now. And you, it seems like you've been running for at least 12 months because um, that was how far we took it back and you weren't seeing any real growth. Absolutely. And then we looked at your, your client numbers and we could see that your client numbers weren't shrinking or growing either. It was almost like your, your client numbers were like clockwork. It was just like the same number of clients spending the same amount of money, getting the same amount of sales every month. That was about right. 100%. Yeah? 100. And yeah. you know what? Even if I had have done this business probably 10 years ago when I – I think I've been on the coast probably oh, – let's, let's go with 13 years. Yeah. I probably had – some of those clients for that amount of time so we probably could have had that amount of turnover for 13 years straight <laughs> that's pretty insane yeah, yeah. i okay. am consistent so, very consistent well now you're not yeah. you're not consistent anymore no. because you're inconsistent in the best way possible Absolutely. which we'll get to in a second and so we, we have a chat and then we decided to go for a lunch and this is where the wines come in. So we had a couple of, of wines and over lunch and I started to get to know you a little bit more personally and, and understand some of the personal battles and challenges you had Absolutely. with your self-doubt, um, with your anxieties around, you know, your own performance and success and yep. whether or not you could really push the business the way you want. And, and I think at the time, even you were, we were seriously talking about, well, maybe I should just sell the business or, yep. um, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. There was a couple of expletives, more than a couple of expletives, I think. Yeah, I probably won't say. swear on your podcast today, Billy. <laughs> um, the, oh, that's all right. I've had, um, I've had a couple of, well, I had Chrissy on here. That was a tough one to yeah. say, Hey, you know, we try to keep it G-rated. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> but, she is fantastic. Um, and so we, we spoke about, um, and yeah, at the time you're like, maybe I just want to go and do some training or maybe I want to like have a, you know, a short course that I offer or something. I just don't know if I want to do this anymore. My heart and passion's not in it. Yeah. And I think for anybody listening, you know, that they can, there'll be so many people who would resonate with that because I speak to salons on a daily basis, both existing clients and new people who are saying, Hey, I, I think I might need some coaching. And, and that thought process is just rampant. It's just like, I love the industry. I love what I do, but I'm just so burnt out because I try so hard and I'm not doing anything. I'm not making anything. I'm not, you know, going in the right direction. I feel like yeah. I'm just running, running, running. And I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I think that's really when we had that conversation, that's kind of where you were at at the 100%, time. 100%. And yeah. had been there for, I believe, my biggest year was my first year and that's when I was young and fresh and I had a bit of an ego about <laughs> me. So I just thought that I could conquer the world. And you know what? In that yeah. first year, that that lack of fear and that confidence was what made that first year the biggest year ever. And I think that um, as, you know, you go through the growth of being a business owner and you hit year two when the hype and everything and the fatigue sets in and then the self-doubt sets in and that's the worst thing that can happen. And that's what happens oh, to everybody, I think. It's because I was talking, I think I, I um, maybe on my last episode or two episodes ago, I spoke, I spoke about judgment and how you just need to brush it off and how um, I spoke to one of my coaching clients who you know really well. Uh, and, and her fear was not a failure. Her fear was of success because of the, um, because if I succeed, then people are going to judge me. If people judge me, then I might not live up to expectations. If I don't live up to expectations, maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. And you just end up in this spiral and this cycle and, and almost like a whirlwind of, 
self-doubt and anxiety and stress uh, and pressure 100%. that you put upon yourself mm-hmm. whereas you're right when you're young you just don't give a shit like no, you just, you and just you do it to be fair even, well yeah and, and so, but you're not that now it hasn't come crashing now so let's no. let's keep going on the journey yeah yeah uh let's fast forward then so we meet in Mauritio we continue with our coaching and I say hey why don't you come on our Bali coaching retreat what it's for people who don't know once a year we go to Bali for a, for a week mm-hmm. and um the, our coaching clients come and we just have like this deep immersion from what's sun up when we're doing yoga at seven six o'clock seven o'clock in the morning all the way through to drinking bintangs working on our presentations yes. at midnight yes. one o'clock in the morning yes. every night right stop at eight o'clock and, for a massage I remember yeah, Kelly well, Keating got a great massage <laughs> so kelly peeney one of our coaching clients she'd had a rough day and decided to indulge herself with a massage at the um at the villa where we're staying at and uh her masseuse who came kept um there was was a there was a few flatulence issues (laughs) (laughs) to the point where kelly had to say are you can you stop (laughs) (laughs) poor kelly but um so we're in Bali and Jess, I think I may have spoken about this on a previous episode, um, but I don't think if, if we do Bali for another 30 years, I don't think we're ever going to break the record of how fast you cried at Bali. Oh, doll. I know. It was, it was the first session, right? It we was had epic. Literally just, it was, we had sat down, we all sat around the table and um, one of the first things we do is we talk about what do you want to get out of this week? And Jess was the first to my left. And so we had all arrived in Bali, day one, first morning, had this amazing breakfast. Let's sit down. Okay, Jess, uh, so tell us, what do you want to get out of this week? And then it was just crying. And it was just nonstop crying. <laughs> so tell, t- tell, tell me, what was, what was going through your mind at the time? Um, what, was, what was upsetting you so much? Oh, God, there was a multitude of different things. And I think it's important for everybody to know as a business owner that you are a business owner, but you're also a human at the same time. And... I think um, I had all my world together just going, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I've got no money. I've got people that rely on me. Uh, You know, if things happen at the salon, that's on me. I fail people if I don't have this done right, blah, 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 blah. I'm fat. I'm lonely. I don't want to wear swimmers in Bali. Billy's the only boy. He can't see me in swimmers. Oh, my God, I'm not going to swim. Uh, I can't eat too much in front of people and I'm single. That's what was going yeah. through and it all just came out. Yeah. 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 And that was, that, was, that was hard to watch. Uh, I can't imagine how it was, it was to be. Yeah, <laughs> it would have been. Actually, actually had to go that. Paul, but Paul, it was hard to watch. Chrissy was, would have been like, oh, my God, I came here to work on my business, not do psychology. <laughs> But anyway. Yeah, so Chrissy had a couple of sessions that week with with you, yeah, with, with psychology, and, and a couple of other people, not wasn't just you. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it was um, one of the one of the things I noticed, I guess, is, is as the week went on, um, it didn't seem to go away permanently. Like there was times where I could see that you were starting to relax and unwind, and you were starting to get comfortable with the work. And then yeah. you know, an hour later, it was back, and it was almost like um, it was almost like it was punching you back in the face. Yeah, and going, massive anxiety. No, no, no. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not going away. Hey, don't get too big for your boots. Yeah. Like, what, you think you've, you've done three days of workshop now and you think you're going to be good? Nah, yeah, <laughs> All of a sudden your, you your can, anxiety. like, build a website. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Get back down there. <laughs> and, it, and then one of the one of the things I asked you to do was to write a story, right, yeah. and, and to create an ebook based on your story and journey. Yeah. 
and massive walls came up. Like, I don't have a story. Nobody is interested in what I have to say. My journey is not exciting. I'm not doing this. This is bullshit. And, and so, so why do you, why was that at the time? I guess at the time, I think it, what, what happens, Billy, is it comes back to, you know, when you first start a business and, and having the personality that I have, it is quite a big personality. And my business went off with such a big bang and I had no tools for how good it, it started. And so, you know, and then, you know, three months into the business journey, it's like, okay, we well, have to pay GST now. And it's like, well, okay, cool. Get over that. You've got <laughs> I to think pay everyone's su- been there. It's like, what? <laughs> You've got to pay super But I've got this money. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I'm, but, but I've just uh, now you're in profit. So <laughs> the government wants this as well on top. Pardon? You know, so, yeah. you know, all those. What do I keep? Yeah. What do I get to keep? And then you know, you get a few complaints or a few this and a few that. And all of this starts to happen in the first year, right? And you go to the social events and you get your name out there. You, you know, four and a half years ago, glossy magazines were still very much so in. So you're advertising the glossy magazines. You're going to the launches. You're networking. You're working six days a week and you're tired, right? So you go from this massive hype and over the year, you start to burn out and you start to lose yourself. You start to lose your socialising. You um, And I think a lot of female business owners would um, be able to relate to this as well. You start to put on weight. Um, so your self-confidence starts to go. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're in year two. So you've started off on this big hype and you're in year two and all of a sudden I, oh, I'm, Sorry about that my phone just rang all of a sudden it's like oh okay. I um okay I've got through this month and then all of a sudden oh shit okay so I've got that I've paid everything oh next month and you get this anxiety and then a few things things go wrong in your business your advertising and your money that you spent because we got to remember we're beauty therapists we're not marketers okay mm. or yeah someone that might come to you for coaching for making coffees or being a barista and stuff like that at you always start as what you are to start with generally. So I started as a beauty therapist. I didn't start as a business owner. So from the first mm. year and all the hype and all everything and then the fatigue and the self-confidence and the few knocks that you get along the way, you end up going into, well, for me, I go into year two and I'm going month to month and every month yeah. would finish and I'd be on a high because I got that 28000 or that 30000 and I could pay everything and then, come first of the month when rent come out even though there was money for it I would get this massive anxiety or yeah, I would, can I do it again this yeah, month was that a clue and then yeah I would get a client complaint and then I would get this massive anxiety it would be a full-on catastrophization about everything and yeah I think I know what it came down to it became it came down to because I was a beauty therapist not a business owner a beauty therapist with a big personality and generally I've gotten away most of my life, you know, um, winging things and getting away with a cheeky smile. And you really can't wing business. You can't wing business, no. And yeah. you, maybe short maybe short term, like you said, for twelve months, maybe you can wing it for twelve 100%. months. hundred percent. But long term <laughs> winging it is not a long term strategy. A hundred percent in business. You know, you also get down on yourself, but I've done everything right. It's not your fault that it hasn't worked. You just haven't known how to do it right. 
Well, is that your fault though? Once, yeah. I want, I, I want to touch on that yeah. because there, there is an accountability there. Oh, because absolutely. But... It's your job as a business owner, whether or not you know realize it at the time. Yeah. But as soon as you have that moment of, oh, wow, I really am a business owner, then I think there is a level of accountability to say, 100%. well, you have to go out and find this information. You have to learn. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to end up losing a lot. 100%. And um, I think you don't know what you don't know. But yep. you've got to not sit in your shit. If you don't know and you're sinking or you're having anxiety or you're cycling, there's got to be a point where you snap yourself out of it and hopefully our podcast might help people at some point <laughs> where you snap yourself out of your shit. Because yeah, if you don't, you ain't going to have a business left. And that's that's 100%. how I felt about it. And it's mine. so funny. I, I, you spoke about you don't know what you don't know. It was so funny. I had a moment on the weekend, um, as, as you know, you're in the coaching group. Um, so I've got this new marketing agency starting, right? So... Um, and so this weekend I'm in partnership with this, with this guy. And, um, so he, him and I worked on the weekend, um, from sunup to sundown in the office and he's worked for some of the biggest companies in Australia doing like, um, Facebook ads and, and SEO and things like that. Yeah. And, uh, it was so funny. Like I consider myself to be pretty good with Facebook ads. Like I can get a really good result. I can get good, like cost for conversion. I can really like target audiences and segment it all out and things like that. And I, and I thought I was doing pretty well. You're pretty modest. I, I, think I, you do, I think you do fantastic. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jess. That's right. I'll pay you for that later. Um, so, but on the weekend, he's, so we're sitting there, it was day two, and I was like, so show me some of your other campaigns that you've, you've done recently, like in, in your current position and things like that. And, uh, and so he, he's showing me some of the things. It was like one campaign that ran for 30 days. He had 285 ad sets on it. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like, and I was like, yeah, for people who don't know Facebook ads, let's call an ad set an audience, right? So he had 285 different audiences uh, that he was targeting for one single campaign. And, and this is just in Australia. It's not like, you know, oh, it must be international. No, it's just in Australia. And the, the level of detail that had gone into creating those ad sets and the targeting, I was like, wow, yeah. I just did not even know. I just didn't know this stuff. Like you said before, yeah, yeah you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And I was just blown away. And now I'm sitting there scratching my head going, wow, I've still got such a massive journey ahead of me to learn more about this style of things. And I'm so glad I partnered with him because obviously now I've got a fast track. He can teach me. But, yeah, um, but it's so true. As a business owner, you don't know. Is that you're the, like to us that have worked with you, you, you have come forward and helped us go with that. At the moment, a lot of us clients might not be ready for what you're about to learn. So the fact that you're learning what you don't know, you don't know now is like, we're so excited because by the time we catch up to what you, we don't even know half of what you've forgotten. So by the time we catch up with you, do you get what I'm saying? It's perfect. Yeah, perfect. It's a great timeline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, go, so going back, we're now in Bali. Mm. And, um, and so yeah, you, you struggle through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess anyone who's listening to the podcast now is like, wow, this sounds like pretty down a journey. Like, yeah, awesome. It sounds like me because yeah. um, I'm sure a lot of people listening now are going, this sounds exactly like me. Yeah. Um, you, you, you built this business, you've got great ideas, you've got great goals and visions yeah. being beaten down over the years and now you're just this kind of pile of anxiety, right? Yeah. And, um, and so after Bali, you decided to make some pretty radical decisions. Yeah. And one of them was to book in for, for surgery. Yeah. Best thing right? I ever did in my life. Okay, cool. So let's talk about that. Yeah. And for anyone listening going, oh, my God, Billy, I can't believe you just brought that up. No, I'm like just totally to, Just to confirm, we, I did 
yeah, I, I spoke to Jess just quickly beforehand and I said, is there anything at all you don't want me to talk about? Because I know there's some personal stuff we were going to talk about today. And so for any of the listeners listening to this going, oh my gosh, you must be so embarrassed. It's all fine. We have discussed we before. Have discussed so this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell us about that, Jess. Okay. So I guess um, one of the biggest things that I learned in Bali was that I, you know, <laughs> as much as I cried about business, I was crying about myself as well. So I was just like, I don't want to lose weight. I've like, I got up to 105 kilos and I was just like, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm lonely, I'm bored, I'm blah, blah. You know, it just overflowed. And I was like, you know, I was walking back from the post office to uh, organizing my passport, which I just catastrophized as well. I was just like, oh my God, my passport's lost. I'm not going to Bali. Anyway, I'm, oh, walking, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah. I'm walking back from um, finalising my passport at the post office. I think I'd sent everything away and I'd had to go pick up my passport, but I'd just sent everything. So, And I was like, 18 months ago, I had a, a consultation for weight loss surgery and I'm fucking, oh, I did swear, woo, first cab off the ring. <laughs> but, you know, I sat in that and I went and had the consult and then just like with business, when it takes a little bit of effort, the fatigue sat in, the anxiety sat in. And I will I will bring up the fatigue as well because as soon as I thought anything was going to be a bit hard, this overwhelming sense of fatigue sat in. And I just went, oh, this is too, it was too hard to, to do the surgery, to organise it. And then I'm walking back and I'm like, well, I just organised this passport when I didn't think I was going to. So I'm going to ring the surgeon and I'm going to book in for, weight loss, uh, for another consultation for weight loss surgery. And so I did. So I went to Bali and I'm crying about my weight. And then I'm like, I'm having weight loss surgery. And everybody's like, what? Okay. And I came back from Bali and I had my consultation and then everything was too hard to access the money to do. It was too hard to make the consultations to sit into center. Cause at the time you had to go to Centrelink to do specific things to the surgery to go take the time to go to Centrelink was too hard. And I just kept saying to myself, you need to push because if you really want to do this, just take one step at a time. Do not get overwhelmed by this. Don't be tired. Be tired. Sit in, sit in freaking Centrelink tired. Just show up and do it. So I did it. Yeah, half the battle, just showing up. Show up and do it. Ignore the yeah. fatigue. Show up and do it and just do one step at a time. So I literally did it. And I had the surgery in August, didn't I? Yeah, August. August, yeah. yeah. But um, I also... I think before I decided I had the surgery and you kept saying, you need a manager if you don't need to, if you don't want to work in the salon anymore, Jess, and you want to grow your business, you need a manager. And my biggest thing to you was, I can't afford this manager. And I think the weight loss surgery, and I'm not saying people go get weight loss surgery so you've got the balls to get a manager, but I think the lesson was... <laughs> it's a bit extreme yeah, advice. Extreme. <laughs> but the lesson in that was, I wanted that so bad and there was no way I was going to be right to work in the salon. So I put on a manager a month before my surgery. So there it is, the end of part one for the Jessica Louise Bollington story. And, uh, and so far, there's been a fair bit of turmoil. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can actually resonate with how Jess has been feeling, the stress, the anxiety, the low self-esteem, the negative mindset, all of those things that a lot of business owners feel. And, um, and where we've just left it, Jess has just made the enormous decision to, fi to find and uh, hire her very first salon manager. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for episode number 88, where we find out what happens in the end. And I can promise you, if you tune in, 
you're going to leave totally inspired and ready to rock and roll in your business knowing that anything is possible. So if you've loved this episode today, please make sure you take a screenshot on your phone right now and um, then share it on your platform, share it on your Facebook, your Instagram, your Snapchat, wherever you want to share it, tag me in it. Let me know if you have any comments and um, I always love seeing those and reading them and, and giving you guys some answers to any questions you might have. But make sure you tune in tomorrow for episode number 88, which will be part two of the Jessica Louise Wellington story. Tune in and as always, I'm forever grateful for you guys and I can't wait to deliver the episode for you guys tomorrow. Be awesome and chat soon. Bye-bye. Want to be part of the fun on Facebook? Become a part of my closed group by searching hashtag Salon Boss. Hit the join button to be added and engage in one of the fastest growing and most fun online groups.